Hello and welcome to another exciting conversation on Gravitas Wins podcast. I'm your host Joseph Jude. When we infuse two domains, we get absolutely awesome insights. Joining me today is Arvind who has done exactly that. We are going to talk about gamification and how it can be used to engage your customers, creating lasting relationships and elevate your brand to a whole new level. Before we jump in, a quick request. Remember to hit the subscribe button, leave us a review and share this podcast with your business friends. Let's now jump right into the conversation. Hi Arvind, welcome to the conversation. Thank you Joseph. Really really happy to be here today. Thank you. Let's start with this Arvind. What's the back story? How did you start with joining this gamification and marketing? <laughs> I love telling this story Joseph and thank you for this opportunity. It all started in 2006. I just graduated from college and like every good Indian boy, I got into an IT company and then I was there for a very very short time though, about a year or so. Afterwards, I quit IT. I was an ASP.net developer and from there I left to join do sales and marketing and copywriting. So I took a very different path. Fast forward 5 years, I go back to a 5 year reunion of everybody who had joined that company at the same time. And I was I was pretty confident. I was pretty proud because I was working in advertising. I was married. I had a Royal Enfield Standard 350 to my name and I had 40,000 rupees in my bank. I thought I was the king. Then I go meet these people who've been in IT for five years. One of them is going off to a vacation in Venice. Second one's bought like a Swift Desire car. Third one was building a house. And suddenly I'm like, "What? What is this? Maybe I should have stayed in IT." And then I came back from that that reunion feeling slightly, not slightly, actually quite demoralized. Then I decided, "No, I am going to be doing things my way." So I decided to join NIIT if you remember I think they're still around. Yes. I went there for like learning Linux and stuff like that. I started getting up at 5 in the morning doing exercise reading books and this was a fantastic plan. It worked beautifully for about 10 days. And then the the real me kicked in and started rejecting all of these changes. Fast forward slowly one by one the NIIT I started bunking I started sleeping in I started just just ignoring everything and all the positive effort I had put in started to just unravel. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it didn't stop at that previous baseline level where it was. I started beating myself up. I started having some very this this negative spiral. I got stuck into that. And as a result, for an escape, I went to the one place where I was always winning, and mm-hmm. that was video games. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been I've been a short fat kid for most of my life, and as a result, the only place where i felt i truly belonged was in books and video games especially mm. fantasy books like lord of the rings and the wheel of time series and video games heaven so i was just playing and playing and playing but unfortunately because of my condition in my real world like where i was very unhappy where i was feeling like an ultimate failure i just started throwing myself completely into video games pretty soon i started avoiding work i started avoiding my wife worst i started avoiding personal hygiene like there would be like 3 or 4 days i would go without a bath and mm. i'd be like playing computer games like for like 12 14 hours a day and i still remember there was this one fateful moment it was about 2 2:30 at night and i was hungry i was still playing but i wanted to get a snack and i don't know about you but for me the situation is that when i'm opening the fridge in the middle of the night for a snack the first time i open the door the acceptable standard for a snack is very high but as time goes on that snack 
acceptance standard just keeps on dropping. Finally, at that time when I was opening, it was like the fourth or fifth time, there was nothing to eat except dry coconut powder. Okay, that is that is that is not even a snack. That is an ingredient. So I take that and just you know, from that from the flimsy plastic crackling cover, I'm sitting in the hall on the sofa watching the computer screen, just eating the dry coconut powder. That's how bad it was. And I still thank my stars to this day because at that moment, I had a thought: What the hell am I doing? My wife is in that room. I have office tomorrow, but I'm sitting and playing video games. Mm-hmm. The best part, though, was a thought that followed. What if my life could be like that video game I was playing and that journey, my entire, that one question started off my entire journey, which was just focused on one thing. How can I turn my life into a game? Now, in the beginning, I was hopeless. I loved playing games, but there is a very different sort of a mindset, skill set and tool set that you need to actually turn your life into a game. And that began a, a learning journey that spanned over a decade. I learned about game design, gamification, uh, motivation, psychology, human behavior, system design, user experience. I put all of these things together. And finally, I was able to put all of these things and package them in a nice little framework that I call the game plan. It's a put the player first, the game plan. And Throughout my journey, this past decade plus years, what's happened is I've I've arrived at three fundamental truths for this worldview that I have. The first is that anything and everything can be converted into an adventure, an Mm. adventure game. Second, you always put the player first. And what that means is you don't design it for yourself. You design it for the person who's going to be playing the game. And third, you win the game by playing the infinite game. And what that means is you win when you want to keep on playing that game again and again and again. And now, since then, I've been able to apply to a variety of places, including learning new skills, attempting to lose weight because my challenge, my my ultimate monster is becoming fit. (laughs) I've used it for marketing. I've helped uh, tech founders figure out how they can actually build more profitable businesses instead of just uh, focusing on, hey, what is the next feature I should add or what should be in the roadmap? And it's, it's, it's served me tremendously well ever since I created. And that's pretty much how I came up to this. That's a lovely story. And there are a lot of thoughts that are going in my mind. And if you are mm-hmm. not recording this podcast, I will go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm... I'm I'm up for it if you are, no problemo. <laughs> but I think we all have in our inner being that deep inside, the ambition, whatever that you call it as. It's mm-hmm. all there, mm-hmm. but something has to wake, wake us up. Yes, yes. And I think that was the moment that you got Absolutely, that. absolutely. And I want to extend that thought, Joseph. Recently, I was reading a book called Story Worthy by Matthew mm-hmm. Dix, in which he speaks of a five-second rule. In any story, every story, every good story at least, is about a five-second moment in someone's life when everything changes. Mm. And that change can be big or it can be small. But what happens is that from before and after that five-second gap, we are completely different people. We have a new way of looking at the world. And that completely unlocks all the possible wins that we can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. Arvind, now let's tie this into marketing. Mm -hmm. How can we use this for marketing? Before we proceed further, I want to establish a common working definition of gamification. Gamification as a field has been evolving. It's been around for quite some time. And the definition that I work with is 
gamification is the application of mm. game elements in non-game contexts. Correct. So you take things from games and you put them where you would normally not expect. So when it comes to marketing and by extension to business as a whole, the way that this, the game plan, this framework that I'm talking about works is like this. You can reframe your entire business as a game, but that's the, that's the application of rule number one. Okay. Rule number two, put the player first mm. in this, in this sort of, in this sort of an adventure, which I'll just explain as the structure of the adventure. You have to remember that you, the business owner are not the hero. Your customer is the hero. Okay. Now keep that in mind as I explain how a traditional adventure works, particularly in the context of my framework. In the beginning of the story, you have a hero, male, female, doesn't matter. You have a hero who is beset on all sides by monsters. Monsters are the things that are troubling this hero. And because of this, the hero's world is completely messed up. It's, it's, it's broken. And what the hero yearns for is paradise. They want to get to paradise. And one day, things just become too much for them and they decide to set out on an adventure to change their lives. And when this happens, this call to adventure happens, they meet a guide. And in a business context, you are the guide and you have a couple of things going for you. Number one, you have a USP or a superpower. Mm. This is the thing that makes you the only choice for this hero. This is what makes you different from all the other people who are there who can help your customer get to paradise. But not just that. If you're really, really good, you have a second ace up your sleeve. And that's what I call the big bad. Think of this this abstract negative concept, this, this ultimate supervillain that you, as the guide, have dedicated your life to destroying. So it could be like the source of all evil, if you will. In my case, when I'm helping my customers, my customers are solo technical founders, and when I help them with marketing. And the big bad for me, the abstract concept I'm waging war on, is this misconception that they have that marketing is complicated. I have dedicated my life to destroying that concept, that, that fake belief. <laughs> so as a guide, you're there, but you're going to be helping the hero. You're not the hero. You're helping the hero. And how you do that is for each of the monsters the hero faces, you're going to be giving them weapons, mm. specific weapons that can help the hero solve those problems. But you don't stop there because you're a good guide. And what you do is you give the hero a set of quests. Think of it as a to-do list. A to-do list of things that hero needs to do to go from the broken world all the way to paradise. And then you say, look, you know what to do. You know how to do it. And I've given you everything you need to execute. And then when the hero goes ahead to execute these quests, when they go on this adventure, they're going to be fighting these monsters and they're going to be leveling up as well as get some loot. Think of loot as external rewards. In, an, in a story, it would be like gold coins and gems and uh, fantastic tapestries. And leveling up would be like they become more powerful. Mm. In a business context, loot would be the external rewards that they get. In my case, so if you know, founders trying to do marketing, it would be they get more leads, they get more customers, they are more profitable, they reduce churn, they're able to have brand recall. These are all the things that happen. But the level up, that's where the magic happens. That is the internal transformation. That's when they realize like, oh, wait, marketing is actually simple. It's not, <laughs> it's not a problem at all. I'm like, yes, that wins. But this is where most people fail because the journey is not over yet. They're not yet reached paradise. As they are getting this loot, as they're leveling up, there is a, an abyss, this, this, this crisis of faith that most of the heroes, they undergo. They're like, this is like me where after 10 days of joining an IT and doing exercise, I'm like, no, I can't do this. There will be something that goes wrong. But 
that's when you're going to be stepping in again as a guide and you give them the necessary insights. You're going to be giving them the revelations, if you will, such that they can like, oh, okay, now that I get this, I can then move on to get to paradise. The beauty of this framework is that one, it is based on the work of a very, very influential scholar by the name of Dr. Joseph Campbell, who had studied the, st the structure of myths across space, time, and cultures. And it takes the best elements of video games, like where you have the loot, level up, weapons, monsters. Often when I talk about this framework, there's another book that comes up. It's a book called Story Brand by Donald Miller, which yeah. is a great book. And I love stories. I love telling stories. But in my opinion, stories are very limited. They're very static. But video games are stories that you can interact with. There's a lot more dynamism involved. And here, particularly in this framework, there's a lot of agency. As a founder, mm. when you put yourself in, your, in the shoes of the guide and you see that you're building everything around your customer, you just keep on playing this game again and again and again. And your mission is simple. As the guide, you want the customer to reach paradise, a world without their problems. Keep on applying this ad infinitum, that is play the infinite game, and you've got a profitable business. Fantastic. Let's talk some examples here. Mm -hmm. you, you already talked about your customers have been mm -hmm. technical mm -hmm. founders and, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Let us say, for example, I am a CMO of a IT services company, mm -hmm. typical mm -hmm. Indian company sure. that I know of. Mm -hmm. My customers are in the West. Some 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 guy with an idea. Sure. He wants to develop a product. Mm -hmm. He wants to change the world, probably. Mm -hmm. Of course, product. everybody okay. wants to. <laughs> Absolutely. So now how can I play this particular game? As a CMO of an ID services sure. company, helping these kinds of customers, how can I play this game? All right. So this is the set of assumptions I'm working with. Number one, the guide, the person who we're going to be building this game plan for is an IT services company. And their customer would be the subject matter expert in a domain who has an idea that they want to make a reality. All right. Cut it. Cut it. Okay. So in this situation, the first thing that we start off is the definition of the guide. So we know that, hey, this is going to be the IT services company. Now, there are two things which I had mentioned earlier that we need to plug in. First is your superpower and mm. the big bad. So many a times what happens is that when you're in a commoditized business, and what I mean by commoditized means that it's a very lucrative thing and there are many, many people who you are competing with. In that sort of a situation, the big bad also becomes a very powerful differentiator. What I mean by that is if you are going to be the same sort of an IT services company as everybody else, what is going to set you apart is your story. What is that thing that has spurred you to take this action? What is that one defining value? What is that one abstract negative concept that you have decided to wage war on? It could be on-time delivery and you like literally stand by that. But again, that's going to be something that many others will say. So you will have to figure out what that is. And there are different exercises that we can do for that. So step one would be to figure out who's the guide. That is the IT services company. And then define the big bad as well as the superpower. Then we talk about the hero. Now, in the context of this, we know we're just broadly calling them a subject matter expert. Got but it. what we really want to do is drill down deeper and understand what are the things that are causing them to run away from their current world? What are the things that they yearn towards? Right? What are the things that are pushing them away from where they are? What are the things that are pulling them towards where they want to go? There are a bunch of questions there as well. And I'd be happy to share them with you after this call. We get a proper definition of the hero. Okay. Then we look at the monsters. 
because that is the most important thing. What happens is for a subject matter expert, here are some potential monsters. I have a great idea, but I don't know how to build an app. That is that is my my, my situation. I have this thing, but anything beyond a Miro board or a PDF, I'm like, no, thank you. So that could be one thing. Second thing is that Everything in this tech stack looks so confusing. I've heard of some like random words like Python and React and Next.js. I'm like, can I just go back to making <laughs> content, please? So, and then we would list out what would be their different challenges. Now, the beautiful thing is if these are the different problems, we can look at what are the first and second order implications of these problems. Let's say, for example, that this subject matter expert don't know how to turn this into a reality. They have an idea, they don't know how to manifest this into reality. So then first order implication is they're going to be spending a lot of time on research. Mm. Right? They're going to be, you know, they're going to be courted by multiple IT services companies and they don't know which is the right option to go with. And we could list out for each of the monsters that we have, we can list out additional first order implications. But the beauty comes in when we go down the second order thing. So this means they're going to be losing time. They're going to be losing money. They're going to be sh like sh massively shrinking their runway. And worst of all, and this is the unspoken truth, their status is going to go down. Mm. And believe it or not, everybody still operates, not still, will forever operate on status. Every decision we make is a vote towards the kind of person that we want to be. And if I'm choosing this thing, I want to be very careful that this option is not going to make me look like a fool in the future. So we take the monsters and we can figure out what would be the extended first and second order implications, and they form the broken world. Now, you see, we can cascade from this. If you mm. take this broken world and then you invert it, you get paradise because that is the exact opposite of what they want. They want to have their app out in the market. They want it to be quick. They want it to be dependable. They want it to be robust, scalable. They want, they don't want to look like a fool. They want to be successful. We know all of these things. So that's, what's going to be paradise. We start with the guide, then we got the hero. We figured out the monsters. We have the broken world and we have the paradise. Okay. We have all of these things sorted. Now as the guide, you're going to be giving them weapons. Mm. Let's say the thing is, I don't know how to begin. So you could literally create an info product in the next 45 minutes and considering your skill joseph probably in the next 30 minutes which says 10 things to look for when you're selecting your next it services consultant and that would be a fantastic lead magnet a way for someone to discover you to get for you to get their email address you could also create a checklist on launching your mvp for for subject matter experts in the automobile domain that's highly targeted highly specific and for our particular audience highly valuable as well. Mm. So for each of those monsters, you will create different products. Sometimes it could be as simple as a PDF uh, or, or a video course or something. Sometimes it might be a full-fledged tool. I know somebody who's making a certificate generator. One of my clients, they're making a certificate generator to attract their target audience. So you could make a, a no-code thing. Variety of things that you can do. Content, products, services, offers. You can bundle things together. These will form your weapons, all right? Now that's done, now comes the easy part. As an expert, as the guide, as the IT services company, you can literally say, step one, figure out uh, which, so what you're trying to do is build out a to-do list for the heat to go from the broken world to paradise. So number one, figure out which IT services to speak to. Number two, figure out how to hire someone on board. Step three, figure out how, what is the bare minimum of project management that you need to know, like agile and waterfall or... <laughs> I am completely ignorant about this, but I make my point. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. It goes on. And once this is done, the hero, so you have that, then you can also, you fill out this entire thing. You figure out what is the loot they'll get, what is the level up that they get. 
figure out the abyss and the revelations. And then here's the important part. You realize that every single entry you have here is an assumption. Okay. And then you have to go and validate. My recommended way of validation is to speak to potential customers and figure out if your answers to the monsters, the broken world and paradise are accurate or not. So you literally get on a call, 30 minute call, and then say, hey, so we're going to be building out such and such thing. And we wanted to understand from you if this is a good fit for you or not. That call, get the insights, go back, iterate, iterate, iterate until you're sorted, until you can separate that signal from the noise, sorted. Then you go start building. <laughs> Arvind, I can think of 10 people already whom I haven't to, I'm going to forward this. <gasps> Awesome. 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 <laughs> superb. Superb. Uh, Arvind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's take another example. Sure. Let's take a solopreneur, a coach, mm -hmm. somebody, you know, say for example, mm -hmm. Satya, mm -hmm. Ranjita, sure. myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Take a, take a coach mm -hmm. and we are servicing. So say for example, take myself, mm -hmm. I will service IT executives, coaching mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. The problem that they have is, there's a lot of competition mm -hmm. and they don't know how to scale themselves up, self-development, mm -hmm. scale themselves mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. and stand out from everybody else. Sure. The point that the, the message, the core message that I give is mm -hmm. that you need to build gravitas. Mm -hmm. That's what this mm -hmm. uh, thing is about. And you need to build a gravitas so that you can attract mm -hmm. your positions, opportunities, and so dollars. Sure. Sure. You can, you can attract. Right. So that's what, so there is an IT mm -hmm. executives mm -hmm. who are all kind of in a dilemma, doubts. Mm -hmm. They are not getting the promotions that they want. Mm -hmm. They are mm -hmm. they are not able to establish themselves as experts. So mm -hmm. that's where the monsters or, or the hero sure. in that particular you know sure. area is. Mm -hmm. And then I'm saying my solution to that is you need to build gravitas and then there's a framework for that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So this is where I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. How can I use this? Great. So the process would be largely the same. Yes. But in what you were saying, you already have a very clear superpower. You have mm. the gravitas approach. Mm -hmm. Gravitas forms the center of your differentiation strategy. And that is very, very important. You could figure out what is the big bad later. You don't have to vocalize it right now. And what mm -hmm. I always recommend my own coaching clients is, hey, let's get moving because... and. This stuff will appear down the line because mm -hmm. you need those iterations before you can arrive at that. So in your situation, you have a definition of the hero. Next thing, you want to identify the monsters. You already have done that. And in your particular case, Joseph, you can actually go back and look at past recordings with clients and all that. And you can see what are the problems that pop up. So you make like a big list of problems. There might be 15, 20, 30, doesn't matter. You make that list. Then you can think about what would be the implications of this. So it could be like mm. they're unhappy in life. They're not getting promoted. Maybe they, they feel that they are cursed or something. They feel that I am unlucky and they have this very negative fixed mindset, right? And that could be really, really hampering their growth. You find that out. And then you can envision what a world would be where all of these things don't exist. In your case, you might even... And here is a slightly advanced tactic that I can share with you because you are where you are. You could also structure your communication in a way that, hey, you can get to where I am. Because a lot of mm. people, they aspire to be where you are. There mm. are people further behind you in the journey. In my case, I'm not a coder. I'm not a developer. So I don't talk like that. But in your situation, you can most certainly do that. Once you do this, right, you fill in all of these answers, Joseph. Then comes the beauty of infinite content. 
Okay, I kid you not. This is literally the easiest hack ever. You filled out your hero, you know their monsters, you know the broken world, you know paradise, you know the weapons that you're going to be giving them. In your case, it could be info products, it could be the Gravitas Wins radio, it could be videos, it could be workshops, a whole host of things that you can give them. And you can also talk about the rewards that they're going to be getting, promotions, career success, mm. fame, fortune, TEDx speaking opportunities, God knows what's going to be possible. And as you go through this, you list out all of these things in a, in, a, in a document. I have a canvas very similar to the business model canvas that is available for that too. I'm still trying to code it because I'm not a coder, it's not there. But here's the thing, let's say that promotions, okay? Let's take that as one of the entries in the game plan. Now you just have to ask six questions. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. Now take promotions, multiply that by who. Okay, and that can give you a prompt that you can then answer to create content. And the beauty of this is that this content is of interest to your hero. And second, it gives you a natural way to plug in your own offerings. Let me explain. Promotions into who? You could expand that into a question such as who is the most likely to get promotion or get promoted? And then you could come up with like different things, people who have a growth mindset, people who invest in learning, people who are not afraid to experiment and take risks. Let's just say, I'm just uh, brainstorming here. You'll write that down, you'll add your own examples and stories, right? Now, at the end of it, you'll say, if you want to develop these skills, sign up for my wait list or my coaching program, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So you start off with a topic that is of interest to your ideal customer. How do I get promoted? You list out why this is not happening or this is happening. And then you say, hey, this is the solution. If you want my help implementing it, sign up below. That's it. Imagine on an average, there are, uh, not on an, on, there are 14 boxes in the game plan, 14 questions. On an average, there'll be four uh, different four to five entries, right? So that's 50 plus 20. That's a 70 entries, 17 to six, mm. 420 different prompts for you to create content. And you just keep on talking. That's it. It's it's ridiculously easy. <laughs> Very true. The one of the advantage of this having this particular podcast mm -hmm. is that I have free education. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> what are the mistakes you have seen people do this when when they go through this particular framework? Put the player first. Right. It's, it's a very good question because it depends upon there are two kinds of people, okay? People who are completely overwhelmed and confused by marketing. And then there are people who have burnt their fingers when it mm. comes to marketing. When I present this as an approach, as, as an instrument of clarity, if you will, they'll be like, all this is fine. I already have a funnel that's working. And that's when I have to tell them there's only so much you can polish a turd. This is a, there's a, there's a saying I picked up, which is like, if your product is not good, it doesn't matter how awesome your marketing is. Marketing is just going to be a multiplier. Mm -hmm. But if your product is not solid, if your offer is not solid, if your understanding of your customer is not solid, if you're not presenting yourself well, nobody's going to buy your product. And it's much, much, much easier to make something that people want instead of making people want what you have built. So mm -hmm. always make what people want. And that's much, much easier to sell. Now, when people who have already undergone some, already have some sort of a system in place, what I do is I work them through this sort of a setting itself, through this entire exercise, so that one, they realize, oh, there are gaps. And two, they realize that these are easily fixable gaps as well. As long, because it's not to say that, hey, we have to throw out everything. No, that is not the thing. But only when we know where the thing is messed up, where the, 
where the rot is. Only then we can remove that and then we can fix it up. So that's that's number one. Number two, when I tell people, the same people that, hey, now content is going to be ridiculously easy to create, their mind's blown. They're like, oh, sh yes, it's possible. But what they don't realize is knowing how to do something versus doing something mm. is very, very, very different. And the challenge is that unlocking this, this new worldview is like step one, but step two to step hundred is just doing the same thing again and again and again without getting bored. Now, this is a particular challenge for me because I have ADHD. And as a result, I get tremendously bored by needing to do the same repetitive tasks and my workaround. I've, I've turned all of this into a game. So every every month I, I approach the same tasks in different ways so take an example of networking you're supposed to like comment on other people do this do that i have like 12 different ways to do networking for example send hello videos i record myself saying hello to people and i send one out like every three or four days and as a result every month i'm connecting with 15 people but that's for mm. previous month this month i'm actually going through their websites filling out the game plan for them and saying hey you know what i'm trying to make friends i'm 38 it's very hard for me to make friends because i don't leave home so I made this for you. Can we please be friends or something to that effect? And next month, because I'm definitely going to be getting bored, I will probably create a mind map of their online presence. Mm -hmm. The thing is, the umbrella is still the same, but the methods of execution are different. And it's still working towards the same goal. And all of them are customized for me because I've put the player first. I've put myself first. And I've designed a system to work around my strengths and weaknesses. So going back, the first kind of audience was somebody who had tried some marketing. The second kind of people that often have challenges and often make mistakes is they start building things first. I've been right now making a checklist of things that you have to do so that you can have a profitable business. Building is like step number 25 or something. Everything starts with finding an idea, studying the market, finding a gap in the market, finding, noting down, going through this game plan exercise, validating it, and actually testing it out to see if people are actually interested, seeing that, hey, what are the features that they would like? There's problem design exploration, mm. there's solution design, you have to do all of that. And then when you are getting the strong signals, then you can go and build. But many of the tech founders I speak to, they're like, yeah, I want to go write code. I'm like, you can, but first you do this. And it's, it's a tug of war, yeah. but... That's how it is. What are the tools that come up for this gamification framework that you talked about? Tools and resources, can you talk about? Right. So I'm going to address this in two ways, Joseph. Uh, one is like a broad set of tools that I personally recommend to everyone I can't shut up about, uh, books and tools. And second is particularly to implement the framework. Okay. So at a high level, the tools I highly, highly, highly recommend are, number one is any sort of a mind mapping software. I personally use eDrawMind, but if you're on a Mac, I would recommend you check out MindNode. Beautiful software, very good for mind mapping, which is very good for rapid capture and this thing. Second is a tool like Loom or Komodo Dex, which allows mm. you to send short videos and asynchronous communication. Third is, and I swear by this tool, it's called Obsidian. Yeah. It is a, a free tool. I work in Markdown files exclusively. It also allows you to build up a second brain if you're so inclined. Fourth, believe it or not, would be ChatGPT. And not in the sense that, hey, I need to send an email. I've actually got a prompt where I have conversations with ChatGPT and ChatGPT becomes my marketing coach. So ChatGPT tells me like, hmm, okay, so... I say like, okay, so these are the things that I tried. This is the goal I'm working towards. They're like, oh, did you try this? And then did you try this? Why didn't you do this? I'm like, yes, this is this is good. <laughs> these are the three like highly specific like 
the tools in my bucket that I really, really recommend. Specifically for implementing this framework, I've actually created a free course. Uh, anybody can go to on arvindsundar.com slash free course. Uh, I'll share the link with you as well. And I'm actually build, building out version two of it and I'm making it much, much cr uh, crisper. And just, just even though like 30, 38 videos or something, you literally just need to watch like three videos to get the whole gist, which mm -hmm. is again going to be whatever everybody's just heard here. And then there is a Miro board where they can go in and fill this out and boom, you have everything that you need. At the end of the day, it's, it's not about the tools. It's not about, Absolutely. It's, it's just the framework of, I'm just going to stick to this for the next 10,000 iterations. That's all it is. <laughs> Very true, Arvind. There is a quote by Ross Simmons, the gap between that ambition mm -hmm. and that accomplishment mm -hmm. is that consistency. Yep. How As long you can you stick said, to it? Absolutely. Do it day in, day out, not getting bored. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's what it is. So that's yeah. what you're... Yes, yes, we can have all the tools, all the resources, all the books. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> can Doesn't you go matter. do it? Can yeah. you go do it? Okay. Arvind, okay, I have all of these kinds of stuff. Sure. How do I measure the effectiveness of whatever I'm doing mm. or this particular framework? Right. At its heart... This is a framework that is designed to make you money, okay? I've called it growth because the same thing can be applied for personal growth. But in a business context, it is a framework designed to make you money. Mm -hmm. And the way you start off is you take a baseline. You figure out, hey, where is the, how much money am I making right now as a business, as a funnel? You can even do it at like a particular funnel level. Like, mm. I'm not sure if your audience is aware of a funnel, but it is a, it's a mental model where we can track the progress of a customer's journey from where they don't know about you. They know about you. They're interested in you. They're willing to buy your product. They actually buy your product and then they become your advocates. It's a very simple yeah. version of the fu funnel. You figure out where the money is coming in. You go through this process. You validate and then you, you start creating the content and you customize each step of the funnel according to the game plan. And I guarantee you, the money you're going to be seeing is at least at least 30% more. And at 30%, very conservative estimate, uh, but that is one of the results that I've delivered for one of my coaching clients. The challenge though, is that people will give up before the whole thing gets to kick in. And I understand, you know, I have many clients and life changes, stuff happens. So we do need to give it, I think the right phrase would be give it a sandbox or perhaps some sort of a secure environment where this can be implemented and tested before it's tossed out, right? Literally, like, like if I was to sit with a marketing team of a company and tell them that, hey, we're going to go through this in a matter of two days, they'll be up to speed on what needs to be done. But that is like step one. But step two to 100 is that relentless execution without double double guessing the strategy. I think that's the phrase. Mm. You don't, you, you, you have to yeah. let it work for some time. I think that's the thing. Understood. Understood. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm we are not, we are not done mm -hmm. to all my guests. I ask uh, three rapid fire questions. Okay. The first one is what's the kindest thing anyone has done for you? My dad told me that he's proud of me. It wasn't easy, but Hey, that's like, the nicest thing that's happened. Superb, superb. This podcast is about leadership. Mm -hmm. In that aspect, who has shown, displayed, manifested a leadership quality in your life? The last job I held was as the chief marketing officer of an edtech startup in Bangalore called Jigsaw Academy. And I had uh, three bosses there. And uh, it, was, it was a weird situation for me because I had one direct report. I had two indirect reports. 
But there were three bosses, Sushma, Gaurav, and Sarata. And each one of them displayed a ridiculously vibrant and different style of leadership. Sushma, she taught me how to get stuff done. I, like kudos to her. Second, Gaurav taught, gave me this phrase called fight marna hai. It's like, doesn't matter how desperate and bleak things look, you have to keep on fighting. Mm. And uh, Sarita, she's like, it's okay. We'll still go ahead and do this. She was very firm and very polite in the way she held her ground. And I learned a lot about dealing with other people from her. So these would be the three bosses. <laughs> awesome. Finally, what is your definition of living a good life? Oh, I'm already living it. Almost. <laughs> I, I believe that each one of us can and should define our own definition of nirvana. What is happiness for you and what is happiness for me are going to be fundamentally different because of our past and the way we see the world. Once we have that, nirvana is not about hitting nirvana. It's not about reaching there. It's about that. that it's, like the, it's like the poem, Ithaka, where you are, the journey itself is the reward. Every mm. single day I get up and I'm like, I want to get there. And, but I don't want the, the journey there to be that of... Uh, complete hustle and hard grind. I want to have fun in my journey. Like even before this podcast, I was, I was gaming. <laughs> this is, this is, that's what I meant by my life is almost there. I just need to start bodybuilding and get a dog and I'm sorted. <laughs> the best of the conversationalist mm -hmm. or the philosopher Kings. I concur. If they are not only experts in whatever that they are doing, but they have a philosophy behind it. I like this definition. So the last 45 minutes have been absolutely awesome, Arvind. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for taking the time and talking to me and taking me through that put the player first and giving me a free masterclass. Happy to help, Joseph. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Can I request you to share the key takeaways from this particular conversation. If you like the conversation, please share it with your friends. Have a life of wins.